Okay, it's recording. Is it? it oh, is. shit, I'm not in position. Or, I guess I'm okay here. Yeah, I think you're really fine there. Um, for those of you listening and wondering where there is, it's on the floor, because it's the most comfortable state of being is just sprawled out on my ass. That's how I prefer to work. In front of the couch, not even on it. No. Yeah. It's right behind you. It is. It is my backrest. But it's slowly moving backwards, so I may just end up lying sprawled on my back by the end of this recording. Well, the floor is nice because I feel like it gives you full control and freedom. Yes. Over your body. Yes. Chairs try and make you sit a certain way, but the floor doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the floor doesn't, like, make you conform to any sort of yeah. sitting norms. There's no oppression of sitting norms <laughs> no. on the floor. No, yeah. exactly. No, I, I'm right there with you. It's just comfortable. It's just more it comfortable. Is. And also, I just don't feel like getting up. It's just a lot of effort. <laughs> so you have... Uh, well, I mean, first we should probably let people know what they're listening to. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Hi. We're back with episode three um, of Chick Flicks and Chill. I mean, sorry, take two. I mean, sorry, <laughs> it's uh, not your very soon podcast. <laughs> This is our 17th podcast endeavor. <laughs> the only one that made it to iTunes, though. Yeah. And to a third episode. And to I a think third I, episode. This is a new record. I think it is. Go yeah. Us. Yeah, so I'm Paige. I'm Adara. And um, we're here again. Yeah. To talk to you about the successes and failures and, and women and yeah. sitting on floors. Yeah, because those are the important things, especially the floors. Um... To note right off the bat, we do not have an interview subject for this week because I <laughs> forgot to get one. <laughs> Just gonna be honest, I didn't get one this week, and I don't know why. I've had a strange week. I only went to one of my four classes. Those weeks happen. Yeah. You you just have got to keep going. Yeah. You know. Just, just keep trucking on. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one of these days, I'll figure out what I'm doing. Like, that's what everyone says forever, though. That's true. I don't know if anyone ever figures it and out. And I don't know if that's comforting or if that's worrying. Or maybe we just will not figure it out. Maybe other people figure it out. And we're just... The- and <laughs> we just... We're just sitting on the floor not figuring oh, it out. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's fine. I'm sure I'll figure it out eventually. And if not, that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I've come to terms with this life. So it's been one of those weeks, but here we are recording the podcast. Hey, we, at least we made it this far. We did that. Barely. I am half conscious because I'm exhausted because I worked this morning and Paige is hungover. I am. <laughs> it was a real challenge to get here today. And then I couldn't, I couldn't get up and then the buses were late and yeah. it was like, oh. But you like, did get a free bus ride out of it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It was, the machine was frozen. Yeah, which, you know, anything to your benefit. Amazing, yeah, (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah, it's been a weird day. I figured out, figured out, I found out that essayic isn't a word today, even though it sounds like it should be a stuffy academic term. It kind of does, although I feel like, yeah. I mean, no, you, could, you could make thought. it a word. If you start using it, you could make it a word. That's true. I just, I feel, it always felt like something that I heard people say, 
And then I said it, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. So and like, I wrote it. And define it define what you thought essayic meant. <laughs> of es- an essay, like <laughs> <laughs> the essence of an essay, you know, in essayic terms. Yeah. Is there, there has to be a word for that. There has to be a word. Listeners. Listeners, dear listeners, all like, what, how many, four of you? My mom, my dad, my grandma, and her dog. <laughs> the dog. The dog. What's the dog's name? Piper. Oh, Piper. Shout out to Piper. <laughs> what kind of dog is Piper? A small one. That's all you, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I feel like that's a grandma dog. Yeah. Yeah. She's sweet. Has yeah. a lot of energy. More, yeah. more energy than me. That dog. Yeah. My cat has more energy than me, though. And she's a cat. Your cat has a lot of energy, though, for a cat. Your cat's destructive. Yes. A maniac. She is definitely that. I mean, I think she fits her namesake. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow she fits her namesake. Oh, God. Well, I guess we should start by actually talking about real things. Get going with the hashtag content. Hashtag content. Do we have content to contribute? I mean, your your most impressive contribution this week has been wanting to take our writers out to strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But that's because, like I said, I've been watching a lot of Mad Men. And that's what they do, is they take all of their, all the people they're working with, like, out to dinners and get them liquor and prostitutes and I'm like that's how I want to do business like ethically sourced prostitutes <laughs> and you, strip clubs you want to do business like a white man I mean <laughs> you know what the problem with that show is that they it just seems so they make it seem so lavish you know the yeah. offices and the style <laughs> and I don't know how they drink so much it's like they're constantly they just I'm going into the sixth season, and I think this is the first season I've seen them drink, like, coffee. (laughs) It's usually just whiskey or vodka in the office. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're getting old, though. Six seasons. Right? I feel like you gotta turn it down. (laughs) They can't drink constantly anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, I feel like it would be nice if we were, like, meeting with writers or something, just to take them to a nice strip club. Just... (laughs) Just really r- remove the boundaries immediately, you know? Here, we're going to a strip club. You, this you, is happening. We're, we're running a reputable <laughs> online journal here, clearly. <laughs> I'm also just kind of a lunatic, so maybe we won't do that. Maybe not, or at least not yet. Not yet. We need an office before we can start doing things like that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> the Let's look- strip for polls in the office. The we look- can bring the this... Look- <laughs> The look of hunger in your eyes. We can bring the strippers to the office. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the dream. No longer having to go to the strippers, but bringing them to you. I feel like that's everyone's dream. Wouldn't, wouldn't it have been great if I had been able to plan ahead, and then as soon as we said that, all you hear is the stripper music, and a sexy fireman pops out from behind the chair that you're sitting in. That would be great. I would be okay with that. I couldn't do it, though. Didn't have enough, uh, I was gonna say forethought, but that's not the word that I was going for. But that's still appropriate. I guess. I don't know. Listen, I'm very tired. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. So yeah, we were talking about me wanting to take people as strippers to strip clubs. Yeah. Because we just came from a meeting where we 
talked to two girls who are Good going segue. to be making a video series. Thank you. Um, <laughs> there are two girls who, well, one of them who we did a, a pitch to her class, right? And then yeah. she contacted us and we found out that she makes YouTube videos, just like vlogs about student life, campus life, mm-hmm. things like that. And so we sort of said that we wanted to help her produce that content if she wanted our help. Mm-hmm. And so we just met with them, not at a strip club. Uh, <laughs> Think they're a little young. A little, <laughs> a little bit. Um, and they're going to make a series of campus residence yeah. tour videos. So that's what we're that's, working that's on. That's what they're currently working on, yeah. Yes. So I think the idea is going to be, um, now this is going to be very U of T specific, so anybody that's like older than incoming university age or whatever, but... Eventually they'll branch out, but oh my god, okay, my brain is just scattered everywhere. Anyways, the plan is to highlight student life and what it's like to live U of T campus as a student who, uh, one of which is studying film, the other one is in human geography, human geography and um, urban studies. Yeah. Um, so I think we get some really uh, unique outlooks on student life yeah. with them and they're, they're really, really, really nice girls, and I think they've got good camera presence, too, so I think it'll be a lot of fun to see them, what they can do. And then anybody who's, like, an incoming student can watch these videos and see, oh, U of T's really accessible. Like, yeah. hopefully, eventually even get interviews with professors and clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like especially they were saying that they wanted to uh, make content specifically for international students. Yeah. And that's something that, yeah, I'm glad uh, because I think they are both from the Vancouver area. That's what... Say that very hesitantly because I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. But they were saying they're kind of international students, so I think that's what that means. Um, But that's a whole other other can of worms that I... Like, yeah, you know, going to a whole other country mm-hmm. to study. So that'll be good if we can make some content that'll make it a little easier, a little more accessible to people going through that. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be good. And I liked, you're right, they seem super sweet. Yeah. And I like that they are creative, doing things on their own, and we yeah. just kind of happen to meet, meet streams, yeah. right? So we're going to work with each other, and it won't just be like, us creating content, you exactly, know? and they—they're—they're they're both. They seem very um, attached to what they're doing too, and very passionate. We had met with one of them uh, previously, and we met her partner um, in the YouTube. In the YouTube, <laughs> we met her partner in the YouTube uh, today, and she was very like asking us pointed questions, and um, you know, kind of defending their art while still wanting to partner with us and that was great i like to see that yeah i like to see that kind of initiative yeah oh totally it's nice because working on like you know there's no one who is more involved than we are in this bfs (laughs) thing because it's like our lives and so it's nice to also see people who are really invested in it and really working hard to try and make something Mm -hmm. it's nice yeah it's nice so that went well yeah i mean speaking of being invested in bfs just all the time I spent, like, an entire day redesigning the website. Yeah, that looks so good. (laughs) And it, I lost half of it. You did? Well, um, because I was working on it, and I was chatting with our friend Rosalind, 
Um, and I shifted in how <gasps> I was sitting, and it unplugged my laptop. No, your poor laptop. <sighs> so, for those of you who are listening and don't know, my laptop is completely broken. The battery's shot, and it won't actually work unless, it's, unless it is directly plugged into the wall. So as soon as it's unplugged, everything's just gone. So that happened, it got unplugged, and, um... The website design didn't save, so Did I had to... Did you just cry? I wanted to. I asked Ross, and I looked at Ross, and I was like, do you think anybody would think anything of it if I just went out to the courtyard and screamed? <laughs> <laughs> and she was all for me doing it, yeah. but I didn't. I really wanted to, but I didn't. I just put my head down and redid the three pages that I lost, <laughs> and I'm, there's still one that I haven't finished yet, but, I mean, it's not that important. I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. And I feel like the website is always going to be, like, a constant work in progress, but yeah. it is nice to have the changes now up, because they've mm -hmm. been kind of in the, the draft mode yes. for a long time. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's good. It feels like tangible progress. Yeah. It looks really good. It's really fun. We have a Lady Dorito. We well, have... Well, we don't... <laughs> well, what we really wanted was, a, was a, a, like, a... Dorito that is a woman, like... Like, with a, with a woman face on it. But, like, here's what happened, is I, I drew up two drafts, and Christina also drew up a draft. Just, like, really quick sketches. But the problem is, when you draw a Dorito, it is, like, necessarily two-dimensional. So when you put a woman's face on that Dorito, it looks like that character from the ninth Doctor season of Doctor Who... Um, I don't know her name, but it's the, uh, Moisturize Me. <laughs> moisturize Me! It was, yeah, it's, it's kind it was of... disturbing. You can't remove that association. No, it was, you can't. Uh, it was really upsetting. Yeah. So, I Yeah, mean, so I, now we just have a, a, ba a pink bag of Doritos? Yep. Yep. Lady Doritos. Lady Doritos, yeah. And eventually I'm gonna turn that into a thing, but I'm not gonna tell you what that thing is yet. Oh, okay. Oh, don't, you don't know what that thing is yet? I'll tell you later, but I'm not gonna tell the listeners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? You're not telling me? Oh, I wanna know. No, I'll, I'll tell you. I don't want everybody else to know, though. I yeah. forgot that I hadn't told you that yet. For, I mean, you guys probably know about this whole Lady Dorito thing. Oh, But God. basically they're just coming up with, like, Doritos Light. Which is ridiculous. I mean, like, what, yeah, why Doritos are Doritos. To, it's, it's like the whole um, Kinder Egg fiasco, too, where it's like, why do we need gendered chocolate? Like, it's I not get, necessary. I get that the toys are different, but also, like, one of them, you're just getting, like, a flower, and one of them is a car. Like, why do you need to do that? And then these yeah. Doritos is, women don't like to crunch <laughs> and get their fingers dirty. They don't like to lick their fingers in public, like... I think Christina put it the best when she said that um, when I eat Doritos in public, it's not that the Doritos are messy, it's I'm the mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hard same, Christina. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna, I mean, just like, like that, and then um, we'll get to the step up thing later, but... Mm -hmm. um, I, f I figure these, these whole lady Doritos and the whole women need to step up things are things that we can kind of turn around a little bit, maybe. Well, have, the lady, have a little bit of fun with. Yeah, the Lady Dorito thing, we're just going to have fun with and my idea for it. Um, the step up thing, I think, is going to be fun for you guys that are going to participate, but again, we'll, we'll get to that later. We've got something else to go through first. That'll be the end segment, is the step up. But, yeah. 
The world's a crazy place right now. It is. I mean, I'm just so glad we're finally getting a chip. Just for us. Just for us. (laughs) It's just, I've waited so long. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, Doritos are trash, so I welcome a change. I welcome some new Doritos. Bite your <laughs> tongue. Doritos are say, all right. No. I will go on record as saying no. Miss Vicky's are the best chip. Okay, I will support that record, <laughs> but I do not agree with your statement that Doritos are trash. <laughs> they're, they're so cheesy. They're just not as good as Miss Vicky's. True, but they're not the worst chip. Okay, I I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. They're probably not the worst chip. But then, what's the worst chip? Lay's. Lay's is pretty bad. Yeah. It's just, like, crumply, oily And it's not even... Is Lay's... Oh, God, there's another one, too. Is it Ruffle? Ruff? Well, Ruffles, I think, are, are a Lay's are also product. Lay's? Okay, so that chip I'm okay with. Yes. But it's just the, like, flat, plain... Papery, Lay's, oily. Papery, oily. Ah, yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> no. We've settled it. The hierarchy of chips. The hierarchy of chips. Yeah. But... If we throw popcorn in there, smart food has to go above Doritos. Oh, yes. I'll put it above Doritos. Not above Miss Vicky's, though. No, not above Miss Vicky's. But have you had Chicago Mix? (laughs) That's true. This is getting too involved. (laughs) Chicago Mix. Okay, so Chicago Mix. Above Doritos, below smart food? I don't know about below smart food. No? So Miss Vicky's, Chicago Mix, smart food, Doritos... Lay ruffles and lays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then pretzels are like the garbage of all of the snack food. Yes. I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So come to us next week with more hot takes <laughs> on chips for your, we'll, for your uh, snack food recommendations. <laughs> we will. This sounds like an ad. It does. <laughs> we will. Uh, next week we will rate the flavors. Yeah. This episode each. was sponsored by Miss Vicky's. <laughs> Please, Miss Vicky, sponsor us. That'd be Please. great. Send us free bags of chips. That's all I need. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, uh, yeah. Not sponsored by Miss Vicky's, but also if you haven't never had Miss Vicky's. No. Yeah, you should try out, them. Like, what are you doing with Right, this, like, this podcast is not sponsored by Miss Vicky's, but my personal, yeah. my body. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever, have you ever gotten just, like, the regular plain Miss Vicky's chips and then put them in the oven for a few minutes? What? And then you take them out and they're, like, hot Okay, the, that you, sounds amazing. You have to do it next time. You like go out. I will. As soon as you leave, buy a bag of Miss Vicky's, just plain, just like the kettle chips. Yeah. And then stick them on like a baking tray and put them in the oven. That's genius, actually. Yeah. My mom started doing that, and it's like, oh. good job. How's yeah. your mom doing? She's good. good. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's home now. My mom had a surgery. Shout out to my mom, but she's good. Yeah. She's happy to be on her couch. Where she will stay until she's healed. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, wow, that was, uh, what were we talking about? How did we get onto chips? Oh, Doritos. Lady Doritos. Lady Doritos. Yeah. Where are our Lady um, the Miss, Miss Vicky's? Vicky's? Yeah, I would take Lady <laughs> Miss Vicky's. As long as they're pink. But they have, Miss Vicky's, like, part of the charm of Miss Vicky's is the crunch. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get rid of the crunch. No. No! Doritos getting rid of the crunch is just silly. Because so crunch stupid. is, like, the best part of a chip. Like, what happens if you take the crunch out of a chip? Do you just have, like, a soggy potato? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, like what does less crunchy mean? Like, maybe the chips will be thinner and but, thus but, somehow less crunchy? But, but... Because think about how thick Miss Vicky's are. 
Yeah. But very thick. Very thick. Which is very part of, crunchy. Yes, I think that contributes to the crunch. Doritos are also relatively thick. Yeah. But, like, I still don't understand how you can make a chip less crunchy. It's like, um, Christina, like, looked at us and was like, are they just gonna make a stale chip and target it to women? Like, is that what's going on? Because... Oh, boy. The world is a mess. Anyway, should we move on to talking about stress management because chips... Because chips are my number one stress (laughs) management. I mean... How do I, yeah, how do I deal with stress? Eat... Everything. (laughs) Eat everything I can put in my body. Oh my god. Honestly, I sat, over the weekend, I sat on this couch that I'm currently leaning against, marathoned my way through The Office and Parks and Rec because it's now on Amazon Prime, not sponsored, just a shout out, (laughs) Um, and ate an entire container of double stuff Oreos. Amazing. And I don't even like the whole Oreo. I only like the cookie part. But, like, I will eat the yeah. icing. So Don't look at me get, like but, that. Why did you buy double stuff? Because it was the only one that they had. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Wow, sounds, sounds like a very challenging... It was. It was like it was like you had disappointment until you got all of the icing off, and then it was like your reward at the end was the cookie. <laughs> and I did that, like, however many times there is of cookies in the container. In the container. Over the course of one weekend. Well, Parks and Rec is a great show to marathon. It it's is. hilarious. It is, yeah. And The Office, too, which I'm still, it's still working, working through. through. Yeah. Where are you now? Uh, somewhere in season six. So, this is great, because TV is a way to manage stress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Especially That's... comedies. Like, you're on season six right now mm. of The Office, so what is currently happening between the characters. Um, what is Michael's relationship status? That's the most important question. So, Michael just broke up with Pam's mom. With Pam's mom? <laughs> oh my god, I kind of forgot about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's, you know what, that's really, like, a defining question for each season, is, like, what is Michael's relationship status? Yeah. yeah. So, I think he's he's just recently... So does that mean that Jim and Pam are married? Yeah. And she's pregnant. Yeah. The wedding, okay, anytime you need to have a cry, you watch um, the Niagara, the episodes, Niagara part one and part two, where they get married. I was a mess. Yeah. A mess. I, we all deserve a Jim. We do. It's true. Every woman and every man. Yeah, deserves a gym deserves, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, we are so off topic again. Uh, I think the main... <laughs> how do I even bring it back? Um, well, because we were TV, talking about stress management. Oh, you know what? TV stress management. TV is a form of video, and one of our ways of managing stress recently has been dropping a video project. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So... Did you like what I did there? I did. It was, <laughs> it was crafty. We're back to VFS. So I think um, we do this every year, and I know I do this constantly, where I will end up in a spot where I am taking on too many projects at once. And it's just because I don't know how to say no to things. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to. Someone will come to me and say, hey, do you want to do this thing? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. And then a week later, I'm like, I have eight things to do that week now, <laughs> and I don't know what to do with it. And I think you and I have... Uh, we're, we're on the same page with that kind of 
like a limit mm-hmm. and we've started to manage that a little bit by dropping projects that aren't completely relevant to what we're doing. Currently. And you don't even have to drop them. You if it's something Just that table you can them. Yeah, yeah. Something that you can push back. Like for me, I've always been very the thought of like spending my entire life working and then trying to make money and then dying <laughs> is like oh God. Yeah. I don't like that. And but I do like working. Like the work that we do, I enjoy it. So I try to be very careful about not overloading myself because mm-hmm. otherwise, like, what's the point if I'm not enjoying it anymore, right? If it just becomes a stressful job and I'm not having any fun with it, then literally what's the point? Yeah. So I'm glad that we put, we had a video project we were working on that we just are going to push mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And, and I still really like the idea of that video yeah. project. Yeah. We'll um, just, you know, when we have more time. Yeah. Yeah, ten minutes for ten years will come soon. If you want to learn about film history, but not pay for a U of T education. There it is. There it is. Well, there it will be. Eventually. Eventually. When we... But you're not allowed to take that idea from us. We're going to do it. Trademark. Trademark. (laughs) Trademark VFS. (laughs) Trademark TR Pro. Um, Yeah, that and then... Um, our good friend Becca, who I think we've probably mentioned on the show a couple times before. Um, I love working with Becca. She's one of the most, like, talented and... Just creative. Just create. yeah, creative. She's interesting. She's so passionate about what she, not only what she does, but what people around her are also doing. Like, she's so supportive of everybody's, like, projects. Yeah. Um, and she's been wanting to make things with us. Like, she wants to, she wants us to, like, write and shoot films with her, but we just have so much going on between BFS and school that we can't dedicate the time that I want to give her, Yeah, unfortunately, because I really do want to work on stuff with her. I just, I have essays and, God, so many essays. Yeah, so that's something that we will pick back up again eventually, yeah. but you know, if, if you don't have time for it and you want to, that's the thing, is like, you don't want to get so many projects that you're half-assing all of them just so that you can complete them. Exactly, yeah. And the thing, um, I know I come up against this a lot where if I if I take on a project and then I discover that I don't, like, I don't have the time or I can't do it, um, I will feel bad about contacting the person that it involves to tell them that I'm not doing it. Like, I, I, like, I feel like I'm letting them down in some way, but people are so understanding about yeah. stuff like that. Like, you just gotta kind of swallow your own pride a little bit. Yeah. And admit to yourself, otherwise you'll be worse for it. And that's another, like, we just work with such great people. Yeah. That, like, I'm not worried about, I'm, I'm less worried now about, you know, saying that we're going to have to postpone it or we won't be able to do it because, like, we're also friends with all these people who we're working with and so they understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, generally. Mm-hmm. Friendly with everyone. Like, that's something that I really have tried to focus on with us making VFS is that I want everyone to feel like peers, right? Like, we're all coming together to Mm -hmm. make this thing. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and we've had to... There have been people that we have had to say, no, we're not going to work with you because of that. Because that's the kind of environment that we want to build. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but... Yeah. If, honestly, like, if you are... A uh, shit writer, but you have a good attitude. Yeah, like, come, come join Please, up. Please, because we join up. Because and it's all a learning process, right? Yeah, like we'll, we're we're here to help. We're here to yeah. We're here to we're not here to speak. 
which is great for a podcast. Talking is so hard. Sometimes. All the time. <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, Bazzy's. Now it's time for Bazzy's word. Bazzy, do you have something to say? I guess that's a no. No for now. No for now. Don't unplug my laptop, please. Um, yeah, so that's kind of our experience of running something while we're in school and trying to manage all of those projects. Yeah. But the problem with us is we're going to table all these things and we're going to get to a good spot. And then next week we're going to be like, hey, I have this idea for a new thing that we have to start. Yeah. You did it on the subway. I did it on the subway today. (laughs) I had an idea. I'm taking a road trip at the end of the summer. And I was like, I could film. During a road trip, you have all this, like, time where you're doing literally nothing except listening to podcasts and so I was like I could use that time to make a short film about a road trip <laughs> and then Adara was just like you know listening contributing we're working on it but I'm like we don't really need another project <laughs> right now I mean like it's the end of the summer we'll add it to the books we'll add it to the books yeah we'll add it to the books but yeah that's the thing oh sorry that was very <laughs> loud I did not know the sound was on um uh that was grace Hmm. Um, yeah, so, projects, I mean, I have a ton of projects that I want to do, but I might start after our conversation, okay, 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 after our conversation, this is a personal thing, this doesn't involve you at all, <laughs> but after our conversation with Christina last week, which, or last, two weeks ago, I guess, in the last episode, um, that was incredible, because she's the best. So great. If you haven't, honestly, if you haven't listened to the second episode, you should, because, yeah. It's just, like, a great conversation, especially if you, like, we talk a lot about um, writing and about Mm -hmm. books, and so if that's something you're interested in, definitely check it out. And I'm about to give you a taste of it right now, because what I was going to say is that after our conversation with Christina and listening to her and her passion for writing and just how, like, into it she is, and then we went out and we bought some books at Indigo um, last week, I believe that was, Um, and I read... Mistborn, the first, um, the first book in a Brandon Sanderson series that I've been wanting to read for a long time, um, and I've just been, like, feeling like I want to get back into writing, so I might start working on a new novel idea. Yeah, I've got, like, I've got three ideas tumbling around in my head right now, so I have to, like, decide which one, but I think maybe this weekend, because I don't have any essays due next week, I might sit down and write all the ideas out and see which one kind of hits and yeah. see if I can make something. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But I think I'm like ready to get back into that because I haven't done it in a long time. It's fun just trying things out, especially if you're like just playing around, you know, yeah. and you're enjoying it. Yeah, you definitely should. Bazzy's being a shit. My cat is the worst. <laughs> I don't like how close she is to that cord. I know. It's like, I got my hand here so she doesn't unplug my laptop. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you want to move on to the final segment? I think, or is there anything else you want to bring up? I don't think so. For, like, for stress management, do we have any, I don't know if, if we are qualified enough. We're not qualified to have a podcast, first <laughs> of all. true. So... <laughs> But I think the, the key is just that if you're taking on a project, mm-hmm. or at least this has been the case for me, 
if I'm taking on a project, it has to be something I love with people I love. Yeah. And, you know, know your limits. Yeah. And watch lots of TV and eat lots of Miss Vickies. Yes. Because that'll help. <laughs> and Oreos. And Oreos. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think we can say that if, uh, if anybody's listening and they have questions about stress management and project development and stuff like that, like we say, we are very unqualified to be giving advice, but we would be happy to provide our sage wisdom yeah. on, the, on the issues. Happy to, wanna... to bestow it upon yeah. the, the listeners. Yeah, if you want to email us at uh, badfilmstudents at gmail.com. Yeah. Ta-da! And then we will go, hi, and read your email and answer <laughs> your question. Doesn't that sound fun? So much fun, but not as fun as the next segment. Yeah, the next segment. The next segment. So do you, do you know... Anything about the the whole women need to step up thing that happened with the Grammys? Not really. Okay. So explain. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to read from the Variety article that covered it, just a little bit, because they, they explain it the best. Um, the only woman presented a solo Grammy during the awards telecast on Sunday night was Alicia... Ca- Alicia Cara? Is that how? Alessia Alessia Cara. Cara? Okay. I don't keep up with music. I don't know how to pronounce these names. Um, Who took home the Best New Artist. Recording Academy President Neil Portnow was asked by Variety about hashtag Grammy So Male, and he had this to say. It has to begin with women who have the creativity in their hearts and souls, who want to be musicians, who want to be engineers, producers, and want to be part of the industry on the executive level. They need to step up, because I think they would be welcome. I don't have personal experiences of those kinds of brick walls that you face, but I think it's upon us, us as an industry, to make the welcome mat very obvious, breeding opportunities for all people who want to be creative and paying it forward and creating the next generation of artists. Now, what is the problem with this statement? (laughs) Paige, would you like to take a guess? So, overall, like, okay. With, With that... There's, there's good intentions, which I can appreciate, but saying that it is, like, it is women's faults, essentially, by saying that they need to step up, and that's the reason there aren't women mm-hmm. in these positions, is just, like, ignoring a whole host of issues, you know? Mm-hmm. And we all need to be stepping up all the time, every day, but you can't pretend that it is not more difficult mm-hmm. for, like, minorities, or just people who aren't in the majority, in an industry, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Socially. Mm -hmm. And also, it's not that these women weren't nominated. It's not that they weren't, like, already there. Yeah. It's just that they weren't given... Like, I think it was um, uh, Ed Sheeran won an award where he was the only man nominated in the category. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, like, I, I get that there's... You know, but also these award shows, man, I mean, come on. Like, they're, like, women are there. They're yeah. stepping up. They're doing the work, and they're not getting the recognition for it. Yeah. And then also, um, Grammy's producer, Ken uh, Ehrlich, uh, deflected when he was asked a question about the Grammys So Male, and said, it's not for me to talk about. I produce the TV show. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> just just wants to avoid that. Yep. <laughs> don't want to, don't want to face what's going on. Yeah, no. I guess not. So, I wanted to start something with BFS and mostly Not Your Mary Sue podcast, um, where the final segment of the show, 
um, we would call the step up segment, the women need to step up segment. And in this segment, I think it would be nice to have our listeners send us stories of how they um, are or have been stepping up in their own creative fields and the kind of difficulties they are facing and what they're doing, kind of like the entire point of this podcast. Right, exactly. Like, share your personal stories and yeah. how you got to be where you are, or if you're even just in, like, the processing, like, you're only just starting in something, tell us about that. Like, we want to hear from you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. So we're going to start this episode, since, especially since we don't have an interview, we're going to start with ourselves. My favorite thing to talk uh, about, me. I love talking about me. <laughs> me, 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 all the time. So we're going to, do you want to take the lead with this one then? And I'm assuming you've been, you know, thinking about it. I have not. I haven't either. <laughs> great, great start. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just wing it. Yeah. Um. So, okay, I guess I'll start. Um, wow, this is really hard. Okay. And so, we're going to talk specifically about pre-BFS. Like, we're not... Yeah, yeah. You know, we've already talked about the stuff that we're working on now, and you guys already mm-hmm. heard in the first episode a brief history mm-hmm. of what we're doing. So this is just just the, the tales of, of early, yeah. early creation. Um, and I have a slew of stories of early creation that I could share. I could fill four episodes of this podcast with um, grade 11 of high school alone. Um, but I'll start, I guess I will go all the way back to elementary school. Um, I think it was fourth grade, fourth grade when I was assigned a project to write a children's book. And that was what, one of my first introductions to actually writing and that's where I started, was, like, creative writing. I thought I was the greatest <laughs> novelist on the planet up until grade 8. Yes, we all do. <laughs> I was... Well, have you ever heard of the author... Um, I was about to ask you if you'd ever heard of him, and I just totally blanked on his name. But he writes books that are... Um, they're about, like, anthropomorphic animals. Um, let me see. Um... David Clement Davies. So he's got, like, a book that's about wolves and one that's about deer. So it's just, like, these animals that have, like, human-esque personalities. Um, And I was writing a novel that was in the style of him (laughs) about a pack of wolves. In grade four? Um, I started that, I think, around grade seven. Um, grade four was more, um, my poetry era. Grade four, five, six was, yeah, and I think I still have all that poetry. My dad, my my dad found, here's, my dad found a floppy disk that says Adara's writing on it. Wow. Yeah. How would you even read that I don't know. I'm pretty sure I can't. Yeah. (laughs) It's just locked in there forever. Yeah, so we're never going to be able to read any of my old writing. Wow. It's all locked away on this floppy disk. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to read what's in there. Um, And then in high school, um, I kind of started to, like, hone my creative writing a little bit. And it was obviously in high school where you start to meet the people who start to define who you become and what you do with your craft. And that's where also where I met a lot of my biggest, you know, roadblocks. 
We can call her a roadblock, right? Roadblocks. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, then it was grade, grade 10 or grade 11 um, when I got into playwriting, which was my first step towards what I'm doing now. Right? Because playwriting led me to screenplay writing, which led me to taking a focus program in film and video production, which led me to apply to the cinema studies program at U of T. And now here we are. And now here we are. Yeah. So it, it was... It, I don't think I actually came into myself creatively until I came to Toronto. Because I was so... It was stifling. And this is something that I... Would, I mean, I'm always here to bitch about that era of my life, and I would be happy to go into more detail about it in the future if anybody is interested, but I don't want to bore anybody with any of those <laughs> details. Um, but we'll just we'll just settle it at stifling. Like, yeah. artistically, personally, just in general, wasn't going anywhere. But I came to Toronto, full of all these creative people doing creative things, yeah. and that's when I started to... To really make my way. Yeah. You gen like, I feel like it's never really, like, you know exactly what you want to do and then you do it. It's like you have a hundred projects that go in a hundred different ways yeah. and then you figure out what you like and mm -hmm. and get going from there. Yeah, exactly. But you have to start is the key. Yeah, you gotta start you somewhere. Do, you have to step up. Yeah. You have to step up. <laughs> you have to step up. Yeah. And you also have to not be afraid of all of those fourth grade poems. You know, yeah. don't be afraid of the trash that you made because that trash is how you learned yeah. to be as good as you are today. And if you're still in the trash producing phase, I have a secret for you. Everybody is still in their trash <laughs> producing phase. Honestly, that's one of my biggest things is that I want to start all these new skills, but I don't want to be bad at them. It's, I just yeah, want to immediately, immediately be, good. be good. It's like learning a language. I don't want to actually go through the process of learning the language. I want to just know it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. unfortunately, that's not how it works. Yeah. So you can't be afraid of the failure. Yeah, exactly. you got to work. That was also, like, a big thing for me was just self-consciousness and mm -hmm. getting over sharing my work yeah. with people. Because, yeah. like, you know, your your art's not going to exist in a vacuum, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to share it with people. And there will be people who tell you that you can't do what you want to do. Yeah. Like, there, I've, I've met a lot of people that were like that, and thankfully some of the people that I know that were saying things like that have since changed their minds. Um, other people I've just cut contact with completely, because you don't need the negativity, you know? Yeah. You just gotta learn who to, who to take as constructive criticism and who's there to just tear you down. Yeah. And the, the people are there trying to tear you down. There always will be every time you yeah. turn a corner. It's, and it's, yeah. it's people who are just negative people who are trying to tear everyone down. Yeah, right? it's not anything to do with you personally, probably. No. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> like, check, I mean, yourself, check yourself first and then decide that. Oh, uh, man. So what about you? Where did you start? Well, I don't... I've never really been... I guess I was thinking about where to start... And I think it would probably be just with um, musical theater was the thing mm -hmm. that I did a lot in, and not even that much, but in elementary school and then in high school as well was where I, and I did choir and band and that was mm -hmm. where I met a lot of people who were interested um, in being creative, uh, which was like doing drama and, you know, drama classes, those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Those are my favorite. I never really have been much of a writer, uh, but I liked performing and even though another like this is another thing I am not great 
but it is so much fun and so yeah. you get out and you do it anyways right do you, do you remember uh, i don't mean to interrupt you but do you do you remember the first ever um on stage production of a musical or a play that you were ever in because i remember mine yeah i th- it must have been <laughs> susical Oh my god. I think it was Susical. Nice. I just played How like old were you? random home. Oh, I must have been in grade three. Yeah, that was I was in grade time. two in my first one. What was your first play? I was I was <laughs> I was July in Annie. Aww. A little orphan girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, honestly, I don't even know why I did it because I was terrified. Like, of course. I did not enjoy it. I mean you're grade three? <laughs> How old is that? You're five in SK? Six, seven, eight? Like, you were, like, eight years old? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was it was terrifying, but then that's where I met, actually, a girl, there was a girl who I went to school with who, when I did theater in elementary school, it was outside of school, mm-hmm. and I met a friend there who ended up going to school with me, and then she became, like, my best friend all through high school as wow. well. Yeah. And, um, and then when I did it in, so I did it for a couple of years at elementary school, and then my high school had a the community, the Newmarket Community Theater attached to our school building. Oh, wow. So we always had really great uh, productions because we had that as a space that we could use all mm-hmm. the time. And that's when I, like, really started to enjoy it because then, you know, by that point, I'm kind of, like, working through my insecurities. Like, you know, it's... I don't have to be worried about what... Being on stage is just wild because it's yeah. like you can just let go of that and be this completely different person as long as you can really, mm-hmm. you know, get into it. Oh, I used to love being on stage. It's, it's so, it's so, yeah. so different it's from, exhilarating. from anything yeah. like in regular life. Yeah. Even when we were doing those pitches to, um, the classrooms oh, for yeah. BFS looking for writers, like, like that in, was so much fun. In Ben's class, the intro film class, there are so many and students. I made you rehearse it with me like <laughs> 10 times before we did it and yeah. I was so worried and then once we got out there and I was talking, I was like, this is fine. Yeah. And I know what I'm talking about and I enjoy it. <laughs> it was, yeah, and that's where I really like, the. that's the space in which I've always been creative and then meeting you is really only when I started to get into any writing of any kind. And uh, at university, that's all you do is you write. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the the way that I've, like, learned that skill, I would say. Yeah. And I would love, like, I've said this, and I will say this until I die, <laughs> I would love to do musical theater again. But the oh. problem is, at this, at the university level, it's like people are really good. And I don't want that. I want yeah. to do community theater yeah. and, and be bad, but have fun. <laughs> do you remember? I remember this so distinctly. Well, I remember this entire night very distinctly. Um, so when we were in first year, after we were done in Adam's class, Adam Naiman, great. If you're a Toronto film person, you probably know who he is. Um, we were in his class and we all, we tried to organize a, a class trip to go see David Cronenberg's new movie, which was Maps of the Stars, which was not good, but, um, it ended up just being you, myself, and our friend Dan, uh, out of the class, and then your friend Albert, who we're all friends with now right. at this point. So it was just the four of us, but do you remember getting to TIFF that night and getting into that, that, um, theater where it was, like, almost completely soundproofed, it was suffocating, and we all went down to the stage and started to, like, pretend that we were doing theater. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Well, because when you have, and that's such a small theater. Yeah. Um, 
And we were the only ones in there, too. We were the only ones in there, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That's okay. So talking about, like, how you start being creative and stuff, organizing those events like that, doing things with people, that has always been what I have been about. Mm -hmm. Like, in, okay, in high school, I think it must have been, like, grade 11 or grade 10, I tried to organize, um, because I was friends with all the choir people, Right. I tried organizing like a Christmas caroling thing. I was like, oh. we'll get a bunch of us together, we'll learn some songs, it'll be fun, we'll go perform at some like retirement homes. Yeah. And you know how entrepreneurial I am. Like I like organizing things and I like planning things. Um, and so I bought sheet music, I bought the Glee oh my sheet God. music for like the Christmas songs. And I got one rehearsal in and we all learned it. And then everyone went about their lives and was obviously, you know, yeah. I'm, like, super invested in this project. Everyone else is like, I just want to go home. Yeah. So it didn't end up happening. Aww. But it's that spirit of, like, organizing things and you yeah. keep doing it, right? Um, that I have trying. always been about. Yeah. I love organizing things like that. Me too. It's so much fun. That's why we're so much better now as behind-the-scenes people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing, like, finding a partner to work with. Yeah. Because you kind of, like, hold me accountable for all of my, like, shit ideas. And, and, and you know, when we find something that's good, we work on it together and mm -hmm. motivate each other. And that's been really important for getting, like, I can't imagine having done BFS on my own. No. It wouldn't, God, it wouldn't no. have happened. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed with the progress that we made of, with BFS thus far. Like, it's only, like, a year old. Mm-hmm. And creatively, like, we don't have a huge audience, but yeah. creatively it's improved so much. Yeah, yeah. In that time. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, so much more proud of what we're making now. Yeah. Um, like, I actually want people to see it yeah. now and visit it and read it. And... Yeah, go on the website. Yeah. Badfilmstudents.com. Yep, follow us on Twitter, at Badfilmstudents. And Instagram, which Christina and I runs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was good. Yeah. I guess that's it. Is that where we wrap it up? I guess. Yeah. Anything else to add? We need to find, like, we still haven't found our thing with this podcast yet. And I think Step Up is a good step. Yeah. In oh. the right direction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, and you know what? This is what we've been talking about, is this podcast is not perfect, but mm. we're starting. We're finding yeah. our way. So you just gotta jump in, head first. Keep doing it. No apologies. Yeah, and then by the time the podcast is actually good... It'll be, we'll, we'll be, yeah. it'll be great. Yeah, exactly. We'll take some time for it to develop. Yeah. We'll a, find our niche. In about a year. <laughs> in about a year. Check in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, skippers. <laughs> skippers, just skip ahead about a year. If you have a time machine, come back and email us and let us Please know let how us we're know. doing. Please let us know if it's good. <laughs> Please let us know if we keep making it uh, in a year. I think, I think we will. I think we will. I think we will. I think so. I mean, we managed to keep BFS alive somehow. Yeah. That's it. Partnerships, friendships, creative work, you just keep going. Yeah. You keep move you keep moving, you keep making things. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Exactly. Swimming. <laughs> what do you do? You just keep swimming. <laughs> Don't we? <laughs> swim, swim. No. Swim. What is that from? What is that from? Is that is that finding Nemo? Yes. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> What, like it's hard? <laughs>